All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. What up, what up? Happy Thursday, everybody. Super excited that Trisha Yearwood is back on the podcast. Her first episode was so well received that decided to have her back on and she wanted to come back on. And it is not lost on me that this is Trisha Yearwood and she's super busy. And I got to hang out with her again for like another hour. And she came over to my house and like, you know, hung out with Stevenson. We chit chatted in the kitchen. I'm like, what is happening with my life right now? So that was super cool. And because she's Trisha Yearwood and she's awesome and she's got a cooking show along with all the other amazing things that she does, I decided to hit her up uh, for holiday recipes and holiday traditions, like what goes on with her and Garth and their family. So we talk about that. I get some life wisdom from her because she recently turned 55 and feel like she's lived a pretty amazing life. So we talk about that. And a listener had asked me uh, if I could ask Trisha if she had any advice about being a stepmom. So I shared that with her and then she gave her advice. And I don't know, I think you're just really going to enjoy this. Even though she's been on the podcast before, this 
Little Talk was completely different than the first. So uh, give it a listen. We also, of course, cover gratitude and we find out what she's thankful for now because every day you should be thankful for something a little bit different. The first time she was on, she shared four things and this time she shared a different four things. And speaking of gratitude, in our interview, we talk about the gratitude journal uh, that Mary and I have been working on. And this is exciting because at the time that I recorded this with Trisha, I don't know that we had a reveal date or anything. But if you're listening to this on Thursday and you are a big Espoir four things follower, then you know we revealed what our journal looks like last night. And ah, it's just ah, feels so good to have it out there. Mary and I, I feel like we've been working on a gratitude journal for like a year. But a lot is like we went so many different directions. This final version that we put out there, we're putting out there to the world, our little baby, uh, is something that we've been working on for months. And to see it come to life is pretty insane. So I don't know if you're a creative type and you come up with things and then you get to see the fruits of your labor. It's just really, really neat. I mean, you don't even have to be creative. I mean, anything and any work that you do, when you see it actually come to life and now it's something tangible, still not tangible to the people yet, but Mary and I have one, one copy that we have. And then we placed an order because we've gotten amazing feedback and you have expressed that you want it. So we put in a big order, which was a big upfront investment for us. So, um, but we just are so excited about it. I hope that you guys are too, and that you want to buy it, but it's tie-dye, which is very in right now. I mean, y'all love the tie-dye Pimp and Joy. So we thought, man, let's just carry this awesome tie-dye theme over to the journal um, and see what happens because it's something we want to carry that we think is super cute. And we feel like if we want it, you'll you'll want it maybe, hopefully. And it's got four uh, four things on it. On the front, it's not customizable. Those are the four things that come. And then inside, you get to write down your own four things every day that you're grateful for. And there's stickers, which i so pumped about the stickers. There's um, like a little note from Stevenson and Stashira, a little note from me and Mary. There's prompts. So some days we know you might be struggling with, you know, what I don't know. I can't even think of things that I'm thankful for. So we decided we know that there's those hard hard days. So when when you don't have the words, use a sticker. When you can't think of things, we put prompts. So we put questions throughout the book that give you a like give you a guideline. Like, hey, you know, did you get to talk to a friend today? Did you get to go grab coffee today? Do you have vital proteins? Did you take a hot bath? Do you have running water? Like stuff like that, that that is a reminder. And then just to tell you the four things that are on the front, it says, love hard, choose joy, laugh often, and give thanks. So we thought those were appropriate. There is fun quotes throughout that we picked out. I mean, every detail Mary and I did of this book. So it's just... Shout out to JD who helps us with, um, he started working with us years ago with Pimp and Joy. He did the original Pimp and Joy uh, logo, like helped us just come up with it and get it, you know, I I don't know. He has the expertise to like make it all the formatting and get it all right and make it happen. So JD, we appreciate you and all the emails back and forth and putting up with us. Like it's just, um, so that's what I would say right now. If I had to say something I was thankful for, it'd be, I'm thankful for JD. And I'm thankful for Mary and like, and I'm thankful for 
our creativity and us working together and being able to come up with this because I just think that being able to, and y'all, I'm excited about it for myself because I want to have this journal too, to write down the things that I am grateful for because you know, studies show it is good for you. It's healthy for you to recognize what you're thankful for. And you sleep better. You are happier overall. Like there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing it. And if you can't, you know, afford to buy the journal to do it, then I encourage you to just do it with us and get a piece of paper out and write down four things every day that you're grateful for. And by the way, it doesn't have to be every day. We didn't put dates in the journal because we didn't, or like a root, like you should write the date if you want to, because you can use this to look back on and like have a memory of like what was happening in your life with this particular journal. And this will be like the four things gratitude journal first version. And then we'll have a 2.0 and then a 3.0. We'll have updated versions with different colors or different covers. Like we'll move on from the tie dye. Once we sell out of the tie dye, there will be no more tie dye. We'll release a new cover and you can keep going and you can collect them all. And over the years, like just look back at different things that you were grateful for. However, we didn't include like a date line because we didn't want you to feel pressure to like have to journal every single day because that's what's hard for us. And we, we wanted to create something simple, not intimidating and that, you know, you could just be relaxed with, but also, you know, serious. Like you can be serious about your entries or they can be, you know, a sticker, a fun emoji sticker or laid back. Um, and if you skip a day, no big deal. You just do it again the next day. If you skip a week, no big deal. Pick it back up later when you have time. But our hope is, is that you will love it. You'll want to take it everywhere with you. You'll want to tell all your friends about it. You'll want to buy it for yourself. And uh, the journal is a supporting Project MediShare education through Project MediShare. And we have a little note in there about them in the journal as well. So if you give it as a gift, when you open it up, um, it's it's in there in the book. And oh, we also included our matcha recipe. Hello. Like that was kind of fun. Each, each edition that we put out, we're going to include a different recipe. So this one, it just made sense for the first round to include the matcha recipe because I feel like that's our most asked question. And it'll be right there in the journal for you. So it's kind of like you're getting... I, I don't know. You're, you're not getting, I can't say you're, it's not like you're getting a cookbook. I was about to say, it's kind of like you're getting a recipe book, but you're not, you're getting one recipe, <laughs> but who knows as the years go by and we start to do more then maybe we'll start to include maybe a few more recipes and who knows, we could come up with a four things cookbook. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. Okay. Now I'm rambling. I know I'm rambling when I start to just go off on things that don't make sense, but I'm just excited. And thank you for those of you that have been excited with us and that have wanted it and believed in us and shopped us and supported things that we do. And for those of you that just love this podcast and the whole four things, anything under the four things umbrella, which includes this podcast. So thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, posting on Instagram. I see you posting. If I have missed it for whatever reason, I'm bummed about that and I want to see it. So post again and tag me. Um, so Y'all are amazing, and I hope you enjoy the... Oh, I guess I should say, I've been talking about the journal for all along, and I told you all about it, but if you missed the reveal, you can go see it. Um, just go to radioamy.com or go to like Shop Espoir Instagram, the Shop Forwards Instagram. There's so many ways you can see it, but uh, the the pre-order will be available tomorrow, Friday. So if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, on Friday... The 22nd is when the pre-order will go down. And then it's it's going to ship in December. I'm giving you that heads up. Um, but 
we couldn't, we didn't want to wait till December to reveal it and let y'all order because we know a lot of you are wanting to get uh, orders in. They will be delivered in time for Christmas presents. So sorry for the tight deadline, but this was us working as hard and as fast as we could with this group in Chicago that was helping us do it, who has an office in London. And then they also have an office in Turkey. So this whole thing is like worldwide um, amazingness coming together to support Haiti. So I love that. It's a very, like a lot of different people were involved to make this happen, but it all started in Chicago. So shout out. And um, yeah, Friday, tomorrow is the pre-order. Or maybe you're listening to this on Friday. It's right now. And so we're going to do the pre-order and then, you know, if we need to order more, we'll try to order more. But again, like I said, once the tie dye is gone, it's going to be gone. And I really hope y'all like it. And if you have other things, this is something we've been seeing too with other things from Shop Espoir, the Shop Forward that you want, like stuff we have in stock, like a star necklace or a pre-made uh, four things tote. Um, or the if you want to customize a tote, it probably would be shipped with the journal because that takes a little while to get made. But if you are buying stuff that we have in stock, you may want to place separate orders, like order the journal and just let that come when it comes and then do a separate order to order anything else that you need that you want to go ahead and have for Christmas shopping because like everything you order is going to wait until the journal ships because we don't want to, we can't really, you know, we're not like, it's still like, I don't know what people think about our operation, but it's very a mom and pop and like everything's sent out with love and, you know, a lot of you maybe have communicated with Ashley and um, obviously Mary that are at the shop forward. And there's a couple of other people, but it's not like this massive operation. Um, so we just are doing the best that we can. And we love that um, y'all uh, understand that and appreciate that about us, we hope. So yeah, that now I'm done on my journal rant and we will get to Trisha Yearwood. Here we go. Back by popular demand, uh, Trisha Yearwood. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And, but, you know, the Every Girl album is out. I think last time you were on, we were prepping for it coming yeah, out. It was just about to come out, I think. And so how does it feel to have, you gave birth? I did. Mm -hmm. um, I'm proud of my baby. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, it's such a, it's been such a long time coming. I think we talked last time about how I'd worked on this record for, um, from start to finish, it didn't take that long, but the process of getting it out and, and holding it after we put out Let's Be Frank. So I've really been chomping at the bit. And it's been really cool because, I don't know, I've not had a response like this. People know the single. People know every girl in this town. But I've had, um, we've done a few shows now on the tour, and I've had people yelling out album cuts. And I'm like, they they really are investing in the whole album, which is in this day and age, kind of strange, but also really cool that they're re resonating with some of the other songs. Yeah. And you've been out on tour. And by the way, if you want to know where Trisha is going to be, it's pretty easy. Just TrishaYearwood.com. Yeah. <laughs> really original um, website name. <laughs> yeah. And so like kind of getting back, Not you have been on the road and been doing different things, but kind of with this project. And then we were together in LA for your album release. That memory just popped into my head. That yes. was like so fun. And that was the first time I had done all those songs on the album live. That was the first time I had ever done it. I was terrified that night, but oh, well, you, you, you made it. it fun. No, you were amazing. And the crowd, I've been to those before. And sometimes in LA, it's a little bit, I'd say sometimes LA and New York, like it's, it's a different vibe at times um, at the theater shows like that. Yeah. But yours was like, 
when I, my Uber pulled up to drop me off, there was like a line wrapped around the building. I was like, okay, phew, this is a good sign. But I mean, Otis, <laughs> Trisha Yearwood, it's not like I was worried for you, but you know, the place filled up and it was like, the energy was great. And yeah, people were, yeah, it was, no, really good. It, was, it was so good. So I definitely encourage y'all to, to check it out. I'm sure you're probably already listening to, you know, the Every Girl album and you're singing Every Girl in this town. And I feel like my kids, when it comes on, they jam out to it and me. And then I even, just so you know, Alexa knows. Have you ever said, Alexa, play every girl in this town? If you say, Alexa, play every girl, some, what was that band that came up? Some other band came up. But if you say, every girl in this town, she says, here's every girl in this town by Trisha Yearwood. And then she starts. Just like that. Are you the voice of Alexa? Because that was really good. Was it? Okay. No, I'm not. But uh, we're going to get into four things um, with Trisha here. And I want to talk the holidays because, well, you're Trisha Yearwood. And I'm just, you seem like, you're like the, you're like a Martha Stewart to me that also sings. <laughs> Martha probably sings. I don't know. Has Martha made any records? She should. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. I don't know. But yeah. Tune in, we'll find so out. So you have that going, you've got like the, all the recipes and the cocktails. Like I was even looking up like festive drinks. You have the festive drink. You inspired me to make ice cubes with, um, well, your recipe calls for pomegranate Mm -hmm. seeds, but I didn't have those, but I had mint and cranberry and I put them in ice cubes and I was like, bam. And not hard, right? I I like, I like the, I'm sort of the every man's Martha Stewart because like Martha would, Martha would grow the pomegranates, you know, from seed. (laughs) And I, I just, um, I just want to make it look, I like things that look like they took effort, but they're really easy to do. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we're going to talk holidays, including stuff like that. And then I want to get into like you and holidays and like memories or any traditions or stuff, even growing up or stuff maybe that you do at home these days. And then you recently had a birthday. I did. So happy birthday. Thank you. And so we want to, we want wisdom from the birthday girl. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> and then I have a question from a listener that gets a little bit personal, but I think can be relatable to a lot of people. And so we'll kind of wrap out with that, with a, wrap up with that and a little, little gratitude. So let's get started with the first thing. Okay. First thing. That's right. Ah. Okay. So you're throwing a party or your family's coming over. Do you have, well, this could be two different questions because it may be two different answers. Do you have a go-to recipe for the holidays that you make, or do you have a most requested recipe to be made? Well, if it's if it's just a meal that's not associated with Thanksgiving or Christmas, the most requested meal is my mom's roast beef, um, rice and gravy, or mashed potatoes and gravy, because roast beef is one of those things that you cook low and slow for several hours, and when you walk in the house it smells so incredible in the kitchen that even one of my friends will come over and then she'll just walk outside and come back in. She's like, I just want to oh, yes. smell that yeah. smell again, you know? Um, and that's, that's so, and Garth will be like, if someone's coming over, he'll be like, can you make that roast beef thing? Um, which is really simple to do. But um, the holidays, uh, I don't know why we only make certain things once a year because I feel like they're so good other right. times a year. And my favorite my favorite side is my grandmother's cornbread dressing mm. that we serve at Thanksgiving. Okay, so you're a cornbread dressing, not yes. a white bread. Right, I am. Okay. Well, I she, she actually, this has cornbread in it. It has white bread crumbs. It has salting crackers. Oh. So it has three different kinds of bread in it, um, basically. And then um, you use the broth off of your turkey that you've cooked 
to to flavor it and some onions and she put um, boiled eggs in hers chopped up oh yeah boiled eggs in my hers. mom did too um we're not sage people at my house so not a ton of sage um and it's just really basic and really really good and i love it so much that it's the uh, like i would not have a, a thanksgiving meal without that on the table and I, I also sometimes will make it in the summer because I'm like, why do we do this once a year? Like, why? This is one of my favorite things in the world. Why do I wait until November to have it? So um, I have it in the summer too. Okay. Now I'm tempted to crush up some saltines. My dad already does like a cornbread, white bread mixture situation, and it's really good. But the saltines, I could just see how that takes it to the next level. Yeah, it does. And it's really... Um, you know, crunch, crush them up really small. And also it's what's nice about the dressing is for Thanksgiving, if you're cooking, there's so much stress. People think it's so stressful because you have all this food to make. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, how do you manage that? Yeah, well, the, the, you do everything you can do ahead. So you can make the cornbread the day before. You can make the, you can toast the breadcrumbs a day or two before mm-hmm. and have them in a Ziploc bag. You can crush up your saltines. You can have your eggs boiled, you know. So basically that morning, all you have to do is put it together. And my mom used to let us, um, as kids, like she was like clean hands make really good mixers. So she'd let us, that's the best way to get it all in, integrated and get everything mixed together is to use your hands and just get it all together. And then you press it in a pan. It's basically cooked. You stick it in the oven to warm it up and you're ready to go. Oh, perfect. You know, last Thanksgiving, uh, my this year I'm hosting it here in Nashville because my dad just moved here and it'd just be easier for everybody to come here. So my sisters would come from Colorado. Last year we were in Austin and I was going over to my in-law's and I contributed a gluten-free, like cauliflower-based dressing. And? Nobody ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a fail. Like, I was just, I tried, I really, and it wasn't, I didn't even follow a recipe, Trisha. I don't, I, know just, why, I don't know why it didn't work, Amy. I really don't. <laughs> I just winged it, and <laughs> it, I really thought it was coming together, and par- certain parts were tasting really good, and I really rely on my dad a lot of times to help me with flavoring, but he was recently out of the hospital and had a feeding tube, and he still has it and can't eat, so it really sucks because he loves food, but he's I've lost my taste tester because he can't swallow, and so I was like, he was there with me, and he really tried. He's like, well, I can't taste it, but why don't you add some of that? And why don't you add some of that? And then, so yeah, I took a lot of it. Back did home. you um, taste it? Did it. you eat some? I of did. It? You ate it just I to did. be like, I'm proud. I'm eating this. I did. I'm putting it, it on my plate. Yeah, it was almost like a matter of like, it, I this is. It's a this matter of principle. Vegetables, and it's going to be good for my body, and I'm eating it. And then I was like, why is nobody else? And So you had like a gluten-free cauliflower smoothie every day for the next week. Oh, I think it went in the trash. <laughs> like, it just was like nobody wanted it. My husband was like, he kind of elbowed me. He's like, do you want me to go get some just to like make it? Maybe other people will follow suit. I'm like, okay. Um, so, you know, hosting, for me, I'm not. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the baby. I'm the young sister. So my older sister plus she's kind of like I love people that are Martha Stewartish and my sister really is like she can you know everybody comes over and the house is clean and she's got four kids running around and everything looks perfect although she'll be the first to say like it's not you're just getting the you know before y'all came over I was everything shoved I in the closet a bowl of cereal on <laughs> at somebody like she's she's very real but she just always has it together if she's hosting my sister's the same I'm the youngest that's the same same And thing. so I just never really had to host so I don't host, but I mean, I'm hosting this year. Right. So Good I'm going to be that. I'm going to be Googling. Do like, not make the cauliflower No, I won't. Dressing. I'm going to go that. old school. I'm going to, and I'm adding saltine crackers. But like, 
I got to think like we're starting a new family. Like it's only been a year and a half with our kids, but like we've got to start traditions. Like what are our traditions? So like, what do you, do you remember anything from your childhood or is there stuff that you've started now later in life or do y'all have anything that you look forward to? Yeah. Well, the, I, my thing I learned after I became an adult was that if you wait until like December 10th to start to put up your tree for Christmas, um, you're just doing all this work and then it has to come down, you know? So I'm, I am one of those, I used to be like, you can't talk about Christmas until Thanksgiving's over. But then I realized the decorations are just, I, I stopped putting stuff out because, um, they, they go down so fast. And my mom and dad, um, my, we loved Christmas in our house and my mother would, she was that, she was totally Martha Stewart. She would have the house clean, the table immaculate. And then she would, she would wrap our front door, of our house like a present with wrapping paper and put a bow on the front and light it, you know. I mean, we lived in the country. Like, nobody really saw it probably. (laughs) But But y'all did. Yeah, and she thought, you know, it's funny because when I was a kid, she was like, we're not going to put lights around the house. And then after I left home, I go home and there were just lights everywhere all over the house. We would actually, though, go and chop down the Christmas tree and make it, you know, my dad was always like, this will fit and it never would and you have to, you know, make it smaller to get it into the house. Um, And so one of the things now that I have, um, children, you know, and especially when they were younger and being, um, a bonus mom and them having another home and, a, and their mom that they do Christmas with, we, Garth and I made traditions for our kids that, that our tree would be, would not be decorated until we could all be together. So that was something that we did as a family that really helped me. It, I, I look back and know it was really Garth letting those girls bond with me, giving me something that could be ours. And now that they're grown, they're all in their twenties. They live different places. They have their own lives. We put up that tree right after Thanksgiving, but we don't decorate that tree until we can get all three girls together. And that's something we have stuck to, which is not always easy now that they're grown, but it it, it brings a sense of family. And these girls, now that they're in their 20s, if we go, I know you're busy, if you can't do it, they're like, no, 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 we have to do it. This is our thing. Yeah. So it's really cool to see something that started when they were really young that you thought might not mean anything to them become something that they treasure. And that's, that's that. And it doesn't have to be something elaborate. It can be something very simple. Yeah. And then do y'all, do you have certain like cookies or drinks that you make to decorate or a movie that you put on or music or just as long as everybody's together or since like, you know, half of y'all sing, you just sing yourselves. (laughs) We play music. We play a variety of things. Um, you know, we usually just put on, on like play Christmas music and, um, it's really weird now that Garth and I have a Christmas album. Sometimes our songs will come up and it's a little <laughs> embarrassing to hear yourself singing on, when you're decorating the tree. But how but, fun too. But the, yeah, but the, but, and we do a cookie party. We do a Christmas cookie party, which I highly recommend. Um, have your friends come over okay. and bring their favorite recipe, something their mother made or they make every year, their tradition, and get you know, a bunch of mixers going and get all these cookies going. Oh, you all make you them? all make them together. There, they don't bring it over no, already made? No, they bring their recipe. They might bring a mixer if you don't have enough to go around. I have a couple of mixers in my house. So, okay. And we all get together and it's just, it's just flour and eggs and sugar for days in the kitchen. And then you have all these cookies and then you make uh, like little boxes of variety of all these cookies to take and give to your friends or to take home with you for yourself. So it's a way to share all of your family traditions with your friends. <gasps> I um, love that and, idea. And if you don't, if you don't have that recipe, you can just be the girl that's like washing up the cookie cutters because you're going to use them next. You know, so right. So it doesn't. You don't have to be a culinary goddess to be able to do this. And it's really a, a fun, a fun thing. The guys are usually watching football, and I learned early on to make something savory for that day because it's a lot of sugar, a lot of sweets. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually have a, like a 
crock pot with macaroni and cheese in it or chili or something that's savory. So you got some salt to cut all that sweet with, but it's a really, really fun thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Gotta I'm do adding it. that to my list of things to maybe bust out. Yeah. And I, yeah. I could totally do it. I'll have, people are going to have to bring their mixer, but I could, I could see it, that happening. And then, yeah, you have little gift things to pass out. Yeah. So all you have and to you do didn't, is And go, it's a variety, but you only had to b- make one of them-ish. Exactly. And you know how you're going to get probably this Christmas, you'll get a ton of really nice tins that are decorated with stuff in them and you don't ever know what to do with them. Yeah. Just save them, put them in a closet. And then when that cookie party happens, you got all these cute little tins you can throw stuff in. Boom. I mean, that's like a haul. I was going to ask you if you had any holiday hacks, but. That's a good one. That sounds like a hack. It's a hack. And then the ice cubes. Yeah, that's the a ice hack. cubes. Well, and also the ice cubes, if you're making a drink that you're going to serve at a party that's going to get watered down, you know, make the ice cubes out of the 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 drink you're making. So if you're going to give... Next level, I've never done that. <laughs> because you know how ice will melt and dilute the drink. Yes. So if you're if you're making, even if it's tea or if it's some, you know, some kind of cocktail that has apple juice in it, just just freeze your ice cubes, freeze some apple juice or freeze some tea or freeze some pomegranate juice or whatever you're using in the drink. And then as it melts in the drink, it won't dilute your drink. Genius. I'm just saying. Now that's a real, I mean, that's a legit holiday hack. Okay, for sure. Um, now, just to kind of round out, I know we were talking about music a second ago when you were talking about decorating the tree, but your favorite Christmas song, either to listen to or perform, because again, that answer could be different. Yeah, I love the Christmas song, the the chestnuts roasting on an mm-hmm. open fire. I love that song. Yeah. I love to sing that song. I kind of um, channeled the Carpenters when I sing that song. But my favorite, my favorite Christmas album to just put on and listen to is um, Emmylou Harris has an album called Light of the Stable, and it's all kind of bluegrass, very just acoustic harmony um, songs, and um, it's one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time. Okay. That's good. I feel like this, it's our job right now, Trisha, to get people in the spirit. Yeah. And we're doing that. Yeah. And get, maybe, you're, maybe you're adding songs to their playlist. You've already suggested a cookie party. I'm just saying. You figured out how to not dilute their cocktail. And now I need to know favorite Christmas movie. Are um, you a movie watcher? Some people don't watch movies. I, I am a movie watcher. I mean, I love the funny Christmas movies. So mm-hmm. I love like. Oh, I love like Elf. I love Elf. I love National Lampoon's Christmas. Yes. I love the Chevy Chase Christmas. Um, pretty much in the, A Christmas Story, which is um, really old. I mean, I'll, I I want those movies playing during the holidays. Even if I want Miracle on 34th Street, I want all of it. So, I um, yeah, I, I definitely love it. But I, you know, Elf is interesting to me because it's more of a modern movie that has become a classic. And I think it's hard for a Christmas movie to become a classic movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I could watch that a million times. I think my husband gets really like, are we watching Elf again? I'm like, yeah, we actually are. <laughs> I mean, it's too, I mean, how, it's too funny not to. I was, we were doing like, we're doing our four things like Christmas uh, pullovers, like are similar to our totes, but we put your four favorite things. So we were brainstorming what people might like. And the most popular movies that, we were getting suggested to us were Elf, The Holiday, Home Alone, and The Grinch. And then the big oh, debate yeah. is, is Home Alone a Christmas movie? Because some people say it's not. But because you could take that, it could happen at any time, like not around Christmas and the same storyline could happen. Right. And I'm like... I think it's a Christmas movie and it's a great one. I would I would put that on the list. Me too. You know, but I would also put Steel Magnolias on that list because... Christmas? Yes, because... I mean, that's one of my favorite movies, but... But it covers every holiday. I mean, it starts at Easter, but it go, but the whole story of the, their lives are told through the holidays, if you think about it. So it starts with Easter and it ends with Easter, but 
Christmas is when they find out that Shelby's pregnant and it's not a good thing. And I mean, I could quote every line in the movie. You probably could too. So I will watch that at the holidays as Which well. Part, what does she say? She's, he's so confused. He doesn't know whether to scratch his watch or wind his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think Weezer says that or uh, something. Yeah, yeah she, no, that's, no, 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 Dolly says that. Dolly says it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, you know. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. No, it's okay. I Truvy. love it. Truvy, of course. I love that that's one of your favorite movies. One of my favorite movies my of all time. top three favorite movies of all time are Still Magnolias, Dirty Dancing, and Pretty Woman. Oh, you're, we are, this is why we're friends. Should we have a movie night? Yes, we totally should. And you can make me cookies? <laughs> also, I mean, you don't want me to make you cookies because I'm going to show up with a cauliflower gluten-free one and you're going to be like, this is disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I don't know if I'll, I'll try it. It'll be great. Um, also, I, my sister and I watch Arthur at Christmas, the original Arthur with Dudley Moore. It, it's not a Christmas movie, but it I does. I feel like maybe I saw that a long, long time uh, ago. You need to watch it. Is it, it something I can it's, revisit? It's something you can revisit, and if you need me to go from like the beginning of the movie and quote you the entire movie, I can. It's worth it. It'll be. It'll become one of your favorites if you watch it again. Wow. Okay. You might be too young, but I think you'll like it. What about Hallmark Christmas movies? Do you indulge? Um, not so much. <gasps> Trisha. <laughs> I feel like you could be in one. Have they ever asked you? I, I, it's been discussed. <laughs> well, do you think you would do it? I mean, I might. If the if the script was right, and if you do, you, <laughs> you want to come me. along. <laughs> well, I mean, I could be an extra. I I bring this up to anybody. I had um, Kristen Chenoweth on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'll just get that name off the floor. You dropped. Her. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, she is in a like a upcoming Christmas movie, and she. I was like so, I had so many questions. Like I just couldn't even contain. I mean, I'm sure I like overly geeked out, but that, I mean, I was like, you know, like she's on Broadway. She's doing all this stuff. I'm like, you just did your first like Lifetime or Hallmark Christmas movie ever. And I'm like, oh yes. Hers is Hallmark, right? Yes. Um, A couple of other people have done like Lifetime ones, but Hallmark kind of rules, rules the Christmas movies. But I mean, I'll take, I'll take it being an extra I was telling her, I could, if you know somebody, I'll work. I'll be the barista in the cute coffee shop okay, that they, but right. you don't watch them, I'll so you don't know well, but that I'll, it's normally. It's not that I don't watch them. It's that I, I think what happened is, I used to watch a lot of those. And okay. I think what happened is with with um, all these streaming things coming out and binge watching, I kind of started watching series. And I don't have a ton of time to watch television, so I'll binge something when I can and I'll get, I'll be like, and then I got to get caught up on the things that I used to watch that were, you know, want weekly shows. And so I haven't had a chance to really do that. I'm going to make you a promise that this Christmas I'm going to watch a couple of Hallmark movies and we'll discuss. Okay. Do you and Garth have something y'all binge together, like on Netflix? And like, you can't, you can't binge, you can't TV cheat. Right. Like you can't watch it without him? No, um, no, he doesn't really do that. So I, so that makes it even harder. We don't sit and binge watch stuff together. He likes to watch football and I, I like football too. So we watch sports together and that's really it. Sometimes I can get him to watch a movie with me, sit in the living room and watch a movie, but usually it's just sports um, or he's on a tractor somewhere. He's like, he doesn't just sit and do that. So I will binge watch my shows um, in my time and the, but I have friends like my sister and I, you know, if we're, we're watching something, usually she will tell me about something or I'll tell her about something. And then we're we like, we can't talk about this until you've got to get caught up. This is where I am. You have to get caught up so we can talk about it. And she's my person. Yeah. Okay. Well, cause I was going to, if y'all needed like a couple's one to binge, my husband and I are totally into succession right now. 
Oh yeah. I want that's on I my saw list. Leslie just freak out over there. Isn't it so good? That's on my list. That's on my list. Oh, it is so good. Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Did you do Obsessed. it? Obsessed. Oh yeah. Obsessed. Obsessed. I'm like, where where is my Kevin Costner? I know. Well, mine's in mine's at home right now. I know but. yours actually can do a lot of that. Like I'm sure that Garth like comes up on his horse sometimes. Which he's it, like, hey Trisha. Yeah, which just makes the makes it it's like, yeah, okay, whatever you need, honey. I'm sure. I'm yours. Totally hot. I mean, without the murdering. He probably doesn't like yeah, I engage. Can't, I can't in- really talk about it, Amy. I mean, there's a lot of similarities <laughs> between that show and our lives. <laughs> But I, but I'm the hard part about that one is it's like when is it coming back? When is it coming back on the air? Let's and, Google that. And should we talk about Rip, who was in like School Ties, who was like was a he was like a yuppie actor in the when he was a kid, and now he's this. It's like look at me, super now. hot cowboy. I mean, I can't, I can't get over it. There was a scene in the one of the episodes with him and Beth, who she's amazing, Mary she, O'Reilly. The, yeah, the daughter, amazing. And um, they're talking, and he's on a horse, of course, and um, that rhymed. And uh, and he he says, oh, "I'm." They're kind of flirting with each other, and he says, "Well, I'm just gonna ride off into the sunset now." And she says, um, "You know, it's uh, it's morning." And he goes, "He goes, oh, I know that." And he dri- he just rides off on the horse. And I'm just like, it was just so romantic. I kept playing it over and over again. Yeah. And then and then you made Garth reenact it. Uh, yes, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. He has chaps. That's all I can say. <laughs> Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. 
No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. Well, I know you're a year older since I saw you last Five, five. Yeah, the big, the big number, fifty-five. But you don't look it. Well, but I mean, you. I only saw you like, like last week. <laughs> but you had a birthday, and I'm still immature, so it works out. <laughs> so, you know, some people that knew that you were coming back on the podcast started sending in things and comments, and a lot of them were, and I'm quoting one now, just so you know, like this is a legit quote, and there was multiple. What is your secret to looking so young and beautiful? You are so beautiful, exclamation point. Wow, that is very sweet. Yeah. Um, and she's here in person. And then Chase, who he's on the podcast a lot, so people are starting to get familiar with who he is. He, we do a Q&A episode, and so he will read the questions for me. <laughs> Shout out, Chase. Hi, Chase. And then um, we kind of banter. But he, the first time he met you, I remember being like, oh, Chase, come on. Because when we got done recording, he was like, sorry. I don't know. I just have to say this. Do you remember? You probably, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember because I was like, oh, geez. He was like, you are stunning. Oh, I remember. Chase, oh, you're close. <laughs> Chase, do you remember that? You are I had sorry. makeup on that day. Sorry about today. He was like, you are stunning. So, anyway, I think that you, yeah, you do. You are beautiful, but you, have a, you carry yourself in a way too. And there's this confidence about you that also adds to all of that. And so kind of how, how do you handle it? And even being a successful woman, sometimes there's, you probably get a lot of things in your ears that maybe even some are like, okay, that's cool to hear, but got to keep it 
like not get a big head. And then there's other times you hear stuff about yourself. And we all do from mean people that say stuff. You're like, okay, can't let that get in my right, head. Right. So how do you do all that and be beautiful on the inside and out? Because you are. Well, thank you. I think the hardest part is, I think it's, I think it's hard to be a girl, first of all. And I think that the insecurities that we all have are not something that I don't have. I mean, I think, um, you know, we're, we're the hardest on ourselves. The voice we, the, the voice that we talk to ourselves with in our head is the harshest critic that we're ever going to have. Um, so I don't have, I'm not overly confident. That's not my problem. <laughs> I have to sort of, um, I have to sort of have that conversation with myself every day to accept myself the way I am. Cause there's, we all have things about ourselves we don't like, and we can go down that road easily and you can live there. If you, if you try, I think one of the nice things about being older and there's a lot of bad things, you know, like I'm like my back hurts right now, but, um, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> but the, but the nice thing is you start to really understand and appreciate the things that really do matter and you start to let go of the things that don't matter so much. And I think that that's also really hard to do. Mm-hmm. I see myself, um, my mother was beautiful and I, um, and inside and out. And I always thought, man, if I, if I can age like her, I'll be so happy. And when I see things about myself, even, even when I look at my hands and I see the wrinkles in my hands, these are my mom's hands now. And I'm like, it's so wonderful because she's gone, but I've still, I'm becoming, I'm in my, on my best day, I'm becoming her. Um, it's so weird you say that you see it in your hands because I see it in my hands and my toes. Yeah, it's what happens. It's but what why happens. is it the hands and the toes? <laughs> I don't know, but it definitely starts to happen in the hands. Um, I love that you and, said that. And I think it's uh, it's something if you can open yourself up to loving yourself the way you are, and that does happen as you get older, it just frees you up to enjoy every aspect of your life more. Because um, you know, when you get old, uh, when you get to be older. And you start to lose people in your life, and I guess we always end up here. But when you when that starts to happen, it changes your perspective on what really is important, and it really does allow you, with all the sadness that comes with that, to have joy in your life because you really you learn to appreciate it more. And um, you can't get there till you get there. But I think that that if you're talking about lessons, um, my mom and dad both were really wonderful in that they always encouraged my sister and I to find what makes us happy and to be happy. And so for me, music was something that nobody I knew did um, in my small town, but I knew it was what I would bring me joy. So I followed that path with a set of really conservative parents who probably thought our little girl is moving to Nashville at 19 and she doesn't know anybody and she's going to pursue this dream that is so out there. Mm-hmm. And they never said, well, you, you're not going to be able to do that. Or they never said, that's too scary, don't do that. They always you know, encouraged me to be happy. And that gets to the core of of all of it. And and I don't know if it's turning 55 or, you know, I, I told Garth yesterday, I said, I think I might be having my own midlife crisis in that I'm reevaluating everything. And I'm going, I'm, we're, he and I both are in the busiest time of our lives, which we didn't think we would be in our 50s. Um, and it's wonderful. But we also have to step back and go, okay, if we're kind of grinding it out when, you know, the iron is hot again, this, it's all wonderful, but let's make sure we're doing the things that really matter to us. And, a lot of really cool things come our way and you want to say yes because they seem fun, but you have to really sit back and go, is this really going to be, you know, what, what are the things that I want to be involved in? And for me, uh, breast cancer is one, animal rescue is one. And I just had this epiphany yesterday of like, I need to try to make all the things people come to me for and want me to do work toward the things that matter to me. So if you want to come and do business with me, then how are we going to make a difference in, in cancer research? How are we going to make a difference in 
in uh, in animal rescue. Like, let's find ways to promote the things that I'm passionate about. And it, it was kind of a cool feeling because I'm like, okay, I'm at a place now where I can figure out how do I make the things that really matter to me become the things that are on the top of the list and not just keep saying yes to things that seem like they'd be fun. Yeah. I love that. That's some good wisdom for sure. And I'm sure, you know, when you first started out, like figuring out what you can, not when you first started, I guess I should say when you first started to be like the a superstar, I can't imagine all of the things that, yeah, do come to you. And then how do you, you're kind of feel like, a yes person probably a lot because you're yes, building, you're yes building person. and yeah. you're, well, and if you're naturally a yes person, then you have to wire yourself to be like, okay, no, actually it's healthy for me to say no. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really at 55 just getting there. I mean, it really is kind of a thing where I'm going, you know, there's a lot of really cool opportunity, but I really need to sit and really be, um, thinking about what, what is really best for me to do? Because I can make a bigger impact, I think, with less if I'm really focusing on the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, I don't know if I'll live another 50 years. I mean, I just built a home with President Carter, who's 95. Which is so, so crazy you know. <laughs> to me. Yeah, so Trisha and Garth, just FYI, if you don't know, they work with Habitat for Humanity, and they're out on the ground, like, legit doing the work. And you're out there with, you know, a former president who's 90. Five, yeah. and he's out there working too. I mean, that is a man of service, service of the people. Like yeah. he genuinely cared. Like obviously he served our country as president, but then like to still be serving the people, uh, you know. And then same thing for you and Garth. I feel like y'all genuinely have a heart for what you're passionate about. You, you Things that you truly care about, you dig in. Yeah, and I think it's also that comes with age too, but it kind of, we were both raised with to whom much is given, much is expected, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, um, being with the Carters has also been a real kind of reevaluating moment for me because I mean, Miss Rosalind is 93. Um, so she's much younger, but she's out there doing the same work alongside her husband. They've been married almost 74 years, um, which is hard to fathom, you know, and they really are about, you know, this, this whole build is about with everything that's going on in our world right now, mm-hmm. it's about inclusion. It's about loving one another. It's about putting, um, your political views aside because totally. there's every every sort of person building alongside each other in these bills and about focusing on someone else. And I think we're in a in a place, and I'm guilty of it, of, of focusing so much on me, 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 and what I need to do for me, and I've got to make sure I take care of this, and this is bothering me, and I have anxiety about this. If you take yourself out of yourself for a minute, it kind of fixes all that other stuff that is is on your plate. It just if you if you think about helping someone else, the woman that we built for our house is a single mom. Her kids came to see the house for the first time. We went from a slab to dried in in five days. It was amazing, wow. and so her kids came and they have a backyard and they have some woods behind their house. Where they live now is not safe. They're not allowed to play in the. They're not allowed to play outside, and then they have a yard. And I'm like, first of all, I need to get your rescue dog. <laughs> and yes. second of all, the joy. They came out and they were just putting their little their little kids, putting their little arms around your leg going, thank you for building our house. And you're just thinking, this is this is more important than what what I weigh or what I, you know, what I'm, what, what my, what number my song is on the chart or whatever. It's really important to get outside yourself. Mm-hmm. That's so wise. Look, drop it. I mean, this is stuff I know. I... 
Ch- we know it. We I, all know this. We and I know that Chase is around the corner. Chase, I hate that I can't see your face right now, but I feel like <laughs> he's probably like, Amy needed to hear this today because this week has just been a weird week for me. And I felt like I was losing my mind. But if I had at any point when maybe I was going a little bit crazy, not today, but was it yesterday probably? And yeah, <laughs> and I, I probably needed that reminder. And I remember my mom telling me something similar when I was in college. I mean, it's stuff you have to just, I think it's good to have people that you look up to and that are wise and, and to bring it back into you. I'm like, oh God, I wish someone had just said that to me yesterday. Cause it's not like we haven't heard that before. We don't know it, but it's like, you can get, you get so wrapped up in what's happening right then and there. You forget like, okay, like take, it's not, take the focus off of me for a minute. And the anxiety kind of goes away. Like I remember in college, I was freaking out about something I had going on. And my mom, literally, I think she was over it. I called her and I was just complaining about this. And I was so worked up about that. And she said, can you just go like volunteer somewhere? Like, I don't know. Can you find somewhere that you can start plugging in and volunteer and make it not about you serve somebody else? And I was like, sure. And I think also with you, I mean, you, you know, your children have, have put you in a position of your, your life is definitely about somebody else. You know, you have to, you have this challenge of these kids who you rescued basically, and you've got to figure out how to, um, it's about them. I think it's not your fault. You know, I think about my parents who were probably one of the last generations of people who it was really instilled in them to do for others. And then my, my generation, which is ahead of you, we were sort of all about like, let's, let me take care of me, you know, and, and, and we've kind of instilled that in the next generation. What I, what I love is when I see, I'm, I'm looking at our, our youngest is 22 years old, 23 years old. And she, she's the first generation I'm seeing of like, um, we got to get back, we got to save the planet. We got to get back to all the things that matter. We've got to do for others. So maybe it comes in cycles, but we have to remember that, 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 it isn't just about us. And it, and again, I, I say it's not our fault almost. It's almost like somewhere along the way it became like, and you got to take care of yourself. It has to be about you sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it is important to get out and do for others. And I think that's something that we need to teach our kids because um, because if, you, if you're the example for your kids, then they want to go out and do that too. And the, grat- the, the, you know, when we do Habitat, for instance, people say, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. And Garth and I are like, we feel guilty being thanked because we get so much more out of it than we give. I mean, and that is the thing that sounds cliche, but it's true. When you get outside yourself and do something for somebody else, it, it does something for you that you can't even describe. I need to give you my number. You need to just text me next time you're having anxiety. I got you. Okay. Well, thank you. I mean, I just, but it was stuff I was just wrapped around and it was very selfish things, but had I just stepped outside and kind of taken five minutes, just go focus on somebody else. Like how can I serve somebody else in this moment? It probably could help reset me. Yeah. And, you know, when you bring up my kids and like the responsibility of, you know, each generation to the next, I, that has been an an epiphany lately. Sort of like you were talking about, you had a realization yesterday. Like I had a realization the other day where my kids, they came over from Haiti and now they're nine and 12. And I felt like, okay, well, they grew up in an orphanage and now they're here and they're older. So like they know the, they know this, that this is different and how that they're blessed and but I think they got here and then we've done certain things with them that 
kind of have created a, well, this is just what life is now. And this is how every kid lives when right. you come to America. Right. And I'm like, oh, but like, cause like they'll just nonchalant, you know, just nonchalantly how they speak of things. And I'm like, like going somewhere or hopping on an airplane or going to New York for their birthday or like a, which I want to, I want to show them the world. I want them to experience things. I want to love them, but also I've got to bring it back to where they need to be serving others and see that other people and other kids and other families, they don't get on airplanes. Like they don't, they don't, they don't do that. So it just made me think like the other, we got involved with a group here in Nashville called Home Street Home, which was started by a homeless guy, formerly homeless Nashville man. And so he knows what it's like. And he just serves the homeless homeless directly. He doesn't have a shelter. He goes to where they are and he takes families out and you can, and so yes, now it's confirmed. Like I'm gathering up the kids and then my dad, because now he lives here and he loves serving others. He's got a big heart, but I need to go do that and take them out into the, or even if it was something like Habitat, take them out and show them like, this is how we serve others that don't have maybe everything that we have. Yeah. And you'll get something from that, that they will get something from that, that money can't buy. And also don't stress over, oh my gosh, am I not, my kids have to be this or that because I have a funny story to tell you. My, my um, niece, Ashley, who is now um, a nurse practitioner, she's like, she's a rock star. She's amazing. She's very kind. She's very giving. When she was little, she was born when She's in Love the Boy came out. So she was born the year that that single came out. So she only knew me as this girl who had this career and they would travel with me and you know she would she was when she was like two or three I'd bring her out on stage and I would sing somewhere with the rainbow to her and mm-hmm. she um that was her life you know and I remember walking out of a hotel one day to get to get on to go somewhere and she said and she's about three and she said where's our limo and I was like oh my god <laughs> Like, I have to fix this now or I'm going to be paying for therapy, you know, for later. And then she also went on a school trip and she got on the, the school bus and said, my aunt, my Aunt Trisha's bus is much nicer than this, you know. Oh, and so, yeah. so we had to have a conversation about, <laughs> you know, what Aunt T does is something really cool, but it's very special and it's not, it's not, not normal. It's not normal, you know. Right. And, and, then, and then she's fine. She turned out fine. So don't, don't stress over it too much. <laughs> Where's our limo? No, that story, that's that's amazing. But I feel like, yes, that's the trajectory where like my kids need to be like, not not limo sense, but you see what I'm saying. They need to be reeled back in and kind of also shown. That, but like, you're real. You'll, you've got it. You're a real girl. Don't worry about it. You're a good girl. I'm an you every girl. You I'm an every, every girl, girl in this town. You are an every girl. You got this. We're both wearing camo, by the way. I know. <laughs> I love, she, Trisha's got on, it's podcast, y'all can't see, but Trisha's got on a hot pink shirt with a camo vest and I'm wearing like a new... It's not even, it's a camo uh, Pimp and Joy hoodie, just like a sample I just got in the mail. So I was like, well, I'm going to put that on. You need them. testing out You need them, and I need one because I'm a camo girl. Yes. Okay, well, I can do that. Trisha brought me a bucket of goodies too, so. I will never repay you for all the really cool stuff you've given me. We'll just Um, keep. keep, We'll just keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Earlier when we were talking, it came up that you're a bonus mom. You just kind of casually threw that in there. And I love that you say bonus mom. And because there is a, there's, there's stepmoms, there's um, my dad's wife, which is what my sister and I affectionately <laughs> called our stepmom of like 20 years. And, you know, she was nice. Like it was fine. But like, I never felt connected to her. And I'd known her since I was eight years old. 
until I was 30 something. And like, they're just, everything was surface. It wasn't, my dad would always try to convince us that she loved us. And I don't know, when they got divorced, I haven't talked to her from talked to her at all. So I really don't think that there was a relationship. Um, so this, we have a listener, Michelle, who emailed in to see if you had any advice. Um, she just married her husband who has three kids from a previous marriage and she adores them. And, you know, she says that she can tell how great of a mom you are and wondered if you had any advice. It's interesting that you say that because I can kind of see it from both sides. I mean, I when I married into um, a family of three girls, they were young and um, they were like six, eight and ten. And they have a mom, you know, and so they it's it's a tough spot to be in as a stepmom because they have a mother. They no child wants their parents to be divorced. So they, especially at that age, they they may understand later, and they do understand now. Like we understand why our mom and dad couldn't. They're so different. But at the time, they just you know they watch Cinderella and they watch these movies and they want mom and dad to be together. So this new woman's coming in who's not their mom. It's a tough spot for both. It's a tough spot for the kids and a tough spot for the the new woman in the in the in their lives. Yeah. And it was actually Jada. Pinkett Smith, I was doing something somewhere and I was talking. Let me pick up that name. Yeah, did just get that up before. And Jada. Just pay back. Yeah, my my pal Jada said, because I said something about stepmom just, you know, brings up these connotations of the evil stepmother. And she said, you're a bonus mom. That's what you yeah. are. And she was the one who who told me that. And it's the and it made me look shift into a perspective of I'm a third parent who can love these children. Mm-hmm. And but I have to find my own way. I'm not their mom. Um but I am a woman in their lives that can love them. And I think it was um we were we were unique in that these the, these three parents put anything personal aside and put the children first. And, and the other thing is Garth said, you got to jump in with both feet. And I was scared to do that. So I could have been the kind of bonus mom that was kind of surface and just kind of like, I'll let you, I'll let you handle all the parenting and I'm just going to kind of be here. But, um, they were really open and those girls, it's really, it's really because they allowed me to be in their lives. And, and he, and Garth said, you're not, you're not their mom and you don't need to be their best friend. You'll find your way. And we kind of found our way, um, with me learning when to push in and when not to, not when to pull back. And I really didn't know um, how they felt about it now that they're young adults until um, there's a, there's a, uh, an a and special coming out on Garth pretty soon. And I've been watching some of the footage and they interview the girls mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting with bated breath. Oh, to I just watch got goosebumps this. for I'm just you. like, what are they going to say? You know? And um, I, I'm blown away by how, you know, cause I sometimes think, I don't know if I did a good job or not. And uh, the things they said blew me away. It was so kind and so sweet. And so I, I feel like, um, you know, I'd, I'd never had kids. I'd had a dog, and I was I was fine. I was like, I'm good. My, I didn't have the biological clock or any of that. And so I kind of ended up with these three young girls, not knowing what to do with them. And they, they helped me. They and uh, and now I can't imagine my life without them. Oh, I love that. I mean, that's got to be super special. And to watch back and not really know because you hadn't, but to have. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. A, a special happened to be done on Garth to where you have an opportunity to hear how somebody feels. Is that not, was it? And our girls are honest. So I was really nervous. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to mince words, you know, they're yeah. not going to. And they, and you know, Taylor, the oldest um, talks about, you know, how, how, how weird it was at first. You know, she yeah. doesn't, she doesn't say, oh, it was always just so great, you know, so. 
Um, but just they really, how they really embrace me. So my advice would be to, to not have a preconceived notion about how you think it needs to be, because it's going to be different in every family, but to, um, to not, to not, it's, I think it's the hardest for a woman, especially who hasn't had kids, who marries into kids to know how to do that. And to just, but I would just suggest for her, for Michelle, what's her name, Michelle, Mm -hmm. to just be open and to, um, you know, they're going to test you. They're going to, and they're going to come to you with something that they want help with. And you're going to have an opportunity to be a parent. And that's when you get those moments to kind of, to kind of figure it out. I also will say that Garth was a great dad in that he, um, he would give me the good cop role sometimes, you know, so he was the disciplinarian, but he would say, okay, they there's, or I'd go to him and go, I found out something they did. How do we handle this? And he's like, you can go to them and say, if you tell your dad, the punishment will be less. If I have to tell your dad, it's going to be bad. So I got a chance to be the good guy a lot in the beginning. And that helped me kind of earn my way with them. And then of course, food. I mean, you know, Garth, oh, well, yeah. Garth made Garth, you know, he was a single dad. He had not cooked and he, but he did cook for those kids. They had a lot of um, the frozen chicken that you would bake and a lot of boxed mac and cheese. And, um, so I think, honestly, I just won them over with mashed potatoes. I really think that was the key. Oh, awesome. <laughs> now I haven't met the other two girls, but I met Allie Colleen. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, she can sing. She can. She came and sang on the Bobby Bone Show. And, of course, I already knew she was talented, and it's not like – because, well, um, Laura Birdwell, yeah. um, Ray and Bay, they <laughs> – I knew of her through them and just – I mean, but it's kind of like, yeah – I was blown away. Not that you can't. I didn't expect. I mean, if, well, you never know. You never I mean, know. Because you never know. Is someone coming in? Because it's like, okay, well, let's let Garth Brooks's daughter come in and sing on the show. But it really wasn't. And Bobby's not like that at right. all. So I knew it must be like. And it's not even like that was like a big thing. It was like you're. She's a side of even being attached to Garth in any way, shape, or form, or you for that matter too. I know. I think what she, she does, sing. she's very independent. What she does is her own thing. Yeah. So I think if you didn't know whose kid she was, you might not ever, you might not put those two together. I, I remember when she was little, she's five or five or six years old, you know, and she was the youngest. So they'd make her sit in the back back, you know, she was in the third seat. Um, Cause the older two wouldn't let her in the, in the middle seat. Um, she would be singing with the radio. And I remember just thinking at five going, you know, she's on pitch. Like, you know, like she's like she's 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 good, and all of them saying, you know. But she um, she really was bitten by the bug early. the 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 dance there for us is to um, let you know allow her to use us if she wants, but we're not necessarily a positive thing. You know, people are harder on her mm-hmm. because of whose daughter she yeah. is, and it's a blessing and a curse. Um, but the thing about Allie is if there's something that Garth, by virtue of her being Garth's daughter, gets her in the door, she still has to prove herself, and she does. My money's on her. Um, she She's done most of it all by herself. She knows she doesn't. She's very proud. She doesn't want. Well, it's not like her name is, you know, Allie Brooks, or she, her stage name. Yeah, and she has she has uh, Allie Colleen. Colleen's her middle name. That's her oh, grandmother. I said Colleen. That's Colleen. Right. That's Sorry, right. her yeah, name's Colleen, right. and she's um, her grandmother's namesake, and she's done that on purpose. And she works. I mean, she when when we were living in Oklahoma, she in high school she had a job. She played at a barbecue joint, and mm-hmm. she would go in and she'd sit in there when people come in and have barbecue, and she just played for tips. She made so much money. I was like, I never. Garth and I were both like, we never made that kind of money when we were playing like like those kind of gigs. So she's kind of done it on her own from day one, and um, I'm excited to see what she does. 
I love that. I mean, that's huge for like in like the work ethic. I mean, do you feel like growing up with y'all as you as the bonus mom and Garth as a dad, it, was there ever times where, because I feel like some kids might be like, oh, I don't really need to go do anything. Yeah. Our kids were, and I think I think raising them in Oklahoma was key because we were we were such a part of that community, and we were at every soccer practice and had the snacks every now and then, and we we were we were as we were as gave them as normal a life as they could have with with parents who do a, a job that's not normal, and became such a you know such a regular at every every place that people in that community there you know it's a land of common sense so it's kind of like I know that's what you do but you're you know you're you're August dad and you're just at soccer or whatever that it gave them a very normal life and also you know requiring them to work in the summer um, as soon as they could drive a car um, a lot of it, the kids were never like why do I have to do that they never were it was our friends who or people that we would say you're, why why is your kid waiting tables and I'm like because they need to learn as what they don't want to do in their life you know we're trying to set them up Garth and I didn't come from that kind of background so how do we balance that we were when they turned 16 you know we both had that conversation about we we didn't get new cars we had a beat up piece of crap you know that we had to drive them they're not going to get a new car when they turn 16 and then we thought okay, so we're going to put our kid in a car that doesn't have an airbag that is, you know, right. when we can afford to put them in something good. So the way we navigated around that was when our oldest turned 16, she had to go to car lots with her dad and to make notes and she had a budget and here's your practical car. And none of them wanted a crazy car. They all drove practical cars and they would tell you that um, the rich kids in their school were not them. Like no one thought of them as the rich kids in school. They had other kids that were driving the BMW to, to class, you know, but I'm not our kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that. And I think a lot of parents will take that uh, advice with, I mean, even if you grow up, like it, you don't have to be, you know, selling out arenas or anything, but you can do well enough to where maybe your your kid doesn't think they have to work or you can buy them whatever car they want, but maybe it's, it's probably best to dial it back so that they do have some work ethic instilled. And I think Bobby says that every person should work in the service industry because you should know how to. It just teaches you so much. Yeah, and that's what Gar says too, and he did it too. And, and I only made it to it. hostess. <laughs> I didn't make it to waitress. So, <laughs> did you wait? No, I didn't. See, but I, I, I didn't. But I my but, summer jobs were like I worked for an agri sales company, so I sold. Um, feed troughs for like pigs. So that was a good job. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I do think though it's important and our kids, all of our girls are strong. They're independent. They work hard. They, they're very proud. So the part of them, it's almost the reverse now. It's like, let us help you with this. Like, let us give, let us give you some support and help. And they're very much like, I got this, you know, but I, my money's on them. Like they can do anything. And I think, I think it's, a really a testament to Garth and really trying hard because we were both raised um, with parents that took care of us, but we were, we didn't have that kind of, we didn't have money, you know, so we had to, everybody had to work. And I just think um, it's, it's important and it helps you learn. Um, our, our oldest worked, she waited tables. Um, she's done a lot of different jobs. Sometimes she had more than one job at a time. And most of the people that were working with her were older, didn't have college educations, um, and she learned what she didn't want to do. And now she's here. She's at Vanderbilt. She's getting her master's in uh, theological studies. I don't know what she's going to end up being, but 
it she had a she had a long road. I mean, she's been in college a long time. She should be out by now. But she it took her longer to figure it out. But it, it helped her learn what she didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's I think it's important. Love that. So when you were on at the end of July-ish, uh, I had you share some things you were thankful for, like four things. And so I'm just curious. You're you're the only person that's come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes so, me sad. Oh, well, so we just, just so you know, no, not, don't make me sad. If we've only been doing this, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary here at the podcast. And so we ha- I have a lot of like guests that come back for like one thing you know, but the, the guests that come for like the whole four things, you're the first returning four things. So I'll give you a prize for that. But, Thank you. but well, I'm happy to be back. We had such a good time last time. I mean, yeah, I that know. could have been a two hour podcast because we just kept talking. That's why we're doing part two, because right. it was just so good. 2.0. So, um, you know, I thought, I would check in and see if things that you're thankful for have changed. I'm like, hmm, well, this could be fun because gratitude is, you know, we've launched our four things gratitude journals and we want people to really start to try to implement. It's easy. It's not intimidating. You just think of four things from your day and do it daily. Like it's a daily practice. It can, there's all kinds of health benefits and just, again, maybe taking, (laughs) taking the, it can probably calm the anxiety. If you're having one of those days, you could sit down and just, I love that journal that, um, even with just one word. So what, what would your four things be if you, you know, you were filling out your gratitude journal today? If I was filling it out today, um, I would be grateful for fall because I love that the weather is changing. Do you love pumpkin spice? <laughs> I do. Okay, same. Because some people don't, and I'm like, this is very negative. Did we bring her any pumpkin flavored coffee? All right, on it. Oh, I have, I have some pumpkin flavored coffee for you. Oh, um, so, so I would definitely say fall because I I love it when this when the weather starts to change. Um, I don't even remember what my four things were last time. Um, so I don't know if I'll give you any of the same ones or not. Um, yesterday was such a gorgeous day, and I um I went out. Um, by myself and hiked my dogs. So I would definitely say, I'm pretty sure I put rescue dogs on everything I do. I'm sure, but see, this is, Lou, this is good. I kind of like, I'm envisioning if Trisha was sitting down at her kitchen counter with her journal filling it out, like it would be like, it's fall now. And then you go back and you reflect like, oh, this was that day and it was fall and it was so beautiful out and I walked the dogs. Yeah, I mean, it really, it really. You definitely didn't say that in July because it was probably hot as all get out. No, I probably did not, I did not. But just so hot here. Just grateful, you know, for, for, I I worry about, you know, I shouldn't put worry on my list because worry is one of those things that I work on not, not doing. I, I, it's, it's definitely in my DNA. My grandmother was a big warrior, but, um, so, you know, we, we have, we live on a farm, we have coyotes, we have, you know, you know, I hike these dogs and they go running in the woods. And my first thought is there's a coyote and it's usually like a chipmunk or a deer (laughs) or something, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but to kind of give it over. And so I would say faith is on my list because I, um, I just have this, I have, I can't imagine waking up in the morning and not believing in a higher power than me and not believing that, um, God's got this, you know, you got this baby, you got this guy yeah. because I have to, I have to every day kind of turn it over and go, these dogs are living. They're having the best time. They're playing. They're having a great time. And I need to, I need to let them be dogs. Like, don't worry, like, let it, let it happen. And I, and I, I just, um, it, that gives me peace. So I think it's fall. I think it's rescue dogs. I think it's faith. 
and peace. And I feel maybe it's the turning 55, but I feel really good in my own skin right now. I feel at peace. I feel, I feel like everything's good. Love that. That was good. Quick four things. See, it's I want to do. I want to do this every day. I love that. Well, I I'll love doing you, it daily. So the journal is even at this moment, even though the we had a pre-sale, but they're not physically going to be in our hands until December because Mary and I, it's something we've been wanting to do for like a year, but of course we've never print done anything. I mean, we do the shirts and the totes and we've never done print and like a book. And so we had to find like a publisher and different. So we found one, we feel real fancy because, <laughs> you know, we Googled, you know, yeah. journal publisher <laughs> and then found like vetted a few, found one in Chicago, but and we were working with them and then we found out that they do a lot of the work at their London office. So then that made us feel really fancy because we were like, did you get an email from the London office? They sent a proof over of our new journal. So it's like totally not as, but I mean, for us, it was like so exciting. It's a big deal because we're like, oh, we're, this is, we're publishing a little book. And I mean, we had to say there's um, quotes throughout, like fun, you know, we should do, we're gonna have different editions. Our next edition, I'm gonna do a Trisha quote. Yeah, that'd be so fun. <laughs> so um, th- I quoted Tupac in this one. That's kind of a surprise. Uh, well, people will find out in December, but you're like, why is this quote in here? But it is actually good. Um, and then there's like different pages and we included stickers because like sometimes you just don't have the words. Yeah. And so you can just- I love it. Throw a sticker. I am, so my um, my day planner is one of those that has- like colorful things and sayings and stickers. I'm a big sticker girl. I yeah. like, and I like to, and a place to write, like, here's what's going to, here's my, here's what I'm going to do. And I have found that um, I used to journal when I was young and I don't do, I don't really journal anymore, but I, um, I do try to write down when something happens that's important and just kind of write it out. Mm-hmm. And I do find that having, I don't know whether it's like, if I hike the dogs, I put a star on that day because I got out and did something physical. You know, it's like, I, I'm, I'm a believer in like, having that kind of task that kind of it, it's fun to record what you did and look back on it. And it also keeps you motivated to get a star the next day, right? You yeah. Just, well, you want to get another star. We have some stars and stickers. <laughs> we kind of filled those in. And we have like little, we have um, dog, a dog sticker, I think too. So yeah, you could probably put that on there and maybe like a sun. Yeah. Put that on I love there. It. And I then there, yeah. So um, I will definitely get you one. And it's not intimidating journaling. If you're saying used to journal for us, Mary and I, the reason why we created it is journaling intimidates us. Writing is overwhelming, like coming up with the words. So it was just like one, two, three, four, like boom. If you want to write a lot, great. If you want to do one word, great. I love that. I love that. I feel like that four, four things a day is doable. Yeah. I love that. And you can do it when you wake up or when you go to bed or whatever. So the next time I come onto your podcast, because I'll be a third time visitor, <laughs> I'll have my book and I'll just I'll just flip there and go, well, on this day, here are my four Here's, things. Yes. See, I think it will be fun. And we have different editions with the covers different each time. Then you can just like keep them on your little bookshelf and pull out and be like, well, back in 2020, how are we going to say that? Back in 2020. 2020. To, it's so yeah. funny. I've been listening. They're about to flip over. I've or, been listening to, they're playing on um, the radio. Um, they're playing a bunch of old uh, Johnny Carson shows mm-hmm. and they're like from the seventies and eighties. They, they go through and they'll, they'll say what it is. And they were, it was, it was January 2nd, I think of like 1975. And it was the year after like Nixon was, Nixon resigned and all that stuff. And they were talking, Johnny and Ed were talking about, uh, can you believe like, we're talking like it's 1975. 
just thinking about the year 2000, like how are we going to say that? And are we going to make it to 2000? And what's that going to be like? And do you think people are going to look back on the 70s and think these are the good old days? Because they're not. And I'm listening going, they were the good old days. <laughs> and also just that, you know, they, you know, Johnny Carson lived to, to 2005. So you're just kind of listening going, that's so crazy. And I was thinking about that on the way over here that, man, 2020 is 2020 is what I'll probably call uh, yeah. it right around the corner. And, um, it really is a special moment. It's a, it's another decade down. And I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, I'm born in 64, so I'm sitting here going 2020 just seemed like far away. And now you see when you watch old movies that are futuristic, they're usually like, you know, in the year 2010 and you're right. like, yeah, we've passed that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some stuff's not nearly as future as they predicted it would be like, yeah. Yeah. None of us, mm-hmm. we're still not wearing the weird clothes. Mm-hmm. All the clothes, the clothes are the weirdest thing in the future. They're always something that's metallic and they have some little weird rings around the shoulders and no one's, it's never gotten there. We're not like there that's yet. the one thing we're just not doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, one thing you need to do before you come on next is watch Succession. Okay, I will and I watch want you succession. to be as passionate about it as you are Yellowstone. Okay, that'll and then be hard. if you ever want me to come over and role play Yellowstone with y'all, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying, like I'm available. See, like, I- now it just got weird. <laughs> <laughs> So big thank you to Trisha for coming on the podcast again. I just love her so, so much. Um, I was at the CMA Awards when uh, she was there with Garth, and it was crazy to just go over and be able to hug her and say hi. And like, I, that's that's something if when I was a child, if you would ever have told me that would be a part of my life, I'd be like, shut up. You're like... I'm just going to walk over and casually say hi to Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks. And then Garth won Entertainer of the Year. Kind of crazy. So um, big thank you to her and congratulations to Garth on that win. I'm acting like Garth's listening right now. He's totally not. But um, I'm going to do the email shout out now. And this email is from Sam. And it's something, I don't know if Sam is a boy or a girl, but you know, sometimes I like to pretend a lot of men are listening to the show every once in a while. I'll get an email. But either way, this email is from Sam. Hey, Amy, I wanted to tell you a story that I read from a Joel Olstein book. There was an older gentleman and a young child traveling with a donkey. At first, the older gentleman thought it would be best if the young child rode the donkey. When passing through, people couldn't believe that the young child would make the older gentleman walk while he rode. So the older gentleman took the young child off and rode the donkey himself. When passing through another area, people would make remarks that the older gentleman was so rude to ride the donkey while making the younger child walk behind. The older gentleman decided they could both ride the donkey and fix the problem. When passing through another area, people made remarks that the poor donkey was carrying too much weight. The older gentleman had wasted so much time trying to figure out how to travel that he didn't get to his destination that day. And um, then Sam wrote, I hope you will not let others throw you off or delay you from getting to your destination. Keep on keeping on. Some of us are looking to you through our own struggles. You're making an impact. So Sam, thank you for that note of encouragement. And I thought I would just pass that on to others that maybe need to fork the noise, as my friend Lisa would say, um, from the well necessities. Hers, that typically... Um, she uses that to refer to the noise in her head about body image and food. But I feel like that applies here. You can like fork the noise when others are just giving you too much input. And really, you you knew what you needed to do at the beginning of the day to get it done. And your intentions were right. So 
if the older gentleman wanted the little boy to be on the donkey the whole time, he should have just let the little boy be on the donkey and just gotten to his destination. Um, Because you can't please everybody. And I definitely appreciated this little story because I had never heard it before. So thank you, Sam. Thank you to all the emails that we get. If you ever have stuff you just want to share, it's four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. And you can also send questions there for our Q&A episodes, which air on Tuesdays. And the past few weeks, I've been having guests on and just doing questions with them, but I'll get to a an episode where we address questions on the email. Uh, my Amazon page, I get a lot of questions about that. I feel like I answer it a lot. So if if you know the answer, just go ahead. You're done with the podcast now. But if you are wondering what the heck my Amazon page is, it's where I put all my favorite things, products that I use and love. And I just always am getting questions like, I don't know how to access your Amazon page. RadioAmy.com, easy way to find it um, for sure. That's where you can find Shop Espoir. You can find stuff to pimp and joy. You could like Shop Espoir is like the four things, like anything that supports Haiti. Um, you can find stuff to the Bobby Bone Show. You can find my Amazon page. You can find a blogs that we put up that pertain to the podcast. So yeah, that's where you can find it. And that's the easiest way to make sure you're getting to my favorite things. And I recently found some new eye patches that I love. I wear little eye patches every morning when I wake up. And I just feel like they really help me with dark circles and bagginess and puffiness and whatnot. And I found a a cheaper pair or a cheaper container that gives you a pair for like a month. You can wear like two patches a day if you do it for 30 days. And it's like half the price of what I was paying. So I'm pretty excited about those. So, all right. Hope y'all have a great Thursday and we'll see you um, next week. Uh, So next week, just heads up, will be Thanksgiving and Mary and I are going to be doing our gift guide episode. That's what's going to air on Thanksgiving Day because everyone's going to be gearing up for shopping. Black Friday is the next day, then Cyber Monday, the following Monday. So anyway, we're going to share some like a little gift guide for you guys. So that's what you got uh, to look forward to next week. All right. Peace. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 